it says in Psalms 119, 18, Open thou mine eyes that I might behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. God wants us to be smart. He wants us to have understanding. Even Paul constantly said, I would not that you should be ignorant brethren. Amen. We have to study the word of God. We have to apply the word of God. And last week we were talking about overcoming pride. And Solomon says, only by pride come at contention. But with the well-advised is wisdom. Amen. Notice, only by pride come contentions, arguments and things. Because somebody don't want to get out of the way. <laughs> somebody don't want to set self aside. And so you get in all these arguments and contentions and fighting and that's what's happening in our world. And we saw last time we were studying that pride is of the devil. We saw that it is not of God because there's too many scriptures that says the Lord hates pride. So we know it's not coming from him. It's coming from the enemy, the enemy from Satan from the time he was kicked out of heaven. Amen. He had already said, I'm going to exalt my throne above the Lord's. I'm going to be higher than the stars of heaven. So. So we have to be careful. And last week I was telling you that, you know, sometimes we may not even realize that we can, at the earliest stage, begin to put pride in our children. And some parents do this, you know, they think they're doing the right thing, but really they're building them up a lot of times on pride. So we have to be careful that we don't do that. Now, last week we was talking about, number one, there are how to overcome pride. We don't think more of yourself than you ought to think you know we struggle a lot of times with pride amen and so therefore we have to realize that to overcome pride in our lives amen we have to have a correct view of God when we don't have a correct view of God and who God is our arrogancy and our haughtiness can just run rampant until we get the rug jerked out from under us are the consequences come because of our pride. And then we have a different view of God, you know. So as long as we have an understanding of God and who God is, then it should help us to control our pride. Amen. We should not allow ourselves to be exalted more than what we ought. Amen. Because, you know, it, it tells us pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Amen. Sometimes even in our desire and zeal to obtain wealth and positions or status in life, we can become prideful. And so therefore we have to be careful. As I said last week, the enemy of our soul is subtle. subtle. He, he, will, he will make us, you know, think that we're better. You know, and so we have to be careful. In Job 25 Amen. Verse 4 through 6. Job 25, verse 4 through 6. Job says, How then can a man be justified with God? Or how can he be clean that is born of a woman? Behold, even the moon, and it shineth not. Yea, the stars are not pure in his sight. How much less man that is a worm. One translator says, Is it cause you a maggot? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and the son of man, which is a worm. Amen. So notice here. Amen. How much less is a human? Amen. We're not clean in God's eyes. Isaiah says, you know, all of our righteousness is filthy rags. 
we, we have to realize that if we don't get a correct view of God, we'll elevate ourselves. We'll try to elevate ourselves above God. Notice what Paul says in Philippians 2, verse 5. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What was the mind? Who, been in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, then made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion of as a man, what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to death of the cross. So to overcome pride, we have to take on the mind of Christ. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. The role of a servant is to serve. If you get into the mindset that I'm going to serve, you'll, you'll keep yourself humble. Say, servants always in the olden times were the humble ones. They were the ones that was required to wash the people's feet when they came, to bust the tables or whatever. You know, you go to a restaurant, you know, what are they called? We call them waitresses and waitresses, you know, we're spoiling them really, but they're servants, right? And this is the attitude that Jesus wants us to have. If we always have a servant attitude, then we won't have to worry usually about a prideful attitude. Because I'm called then to serve. Jesus says the Son of Man did, did not come to be ministered to, but to minister. In other words, I've come to serve. And that's the attitude that we've got to have to overcome pride. Amen. It's to be a servant. Amen. A servant of all. And this will help us to maintain that uh, humbleness in ourselves. You know, the thing is, like with the fruit of the Spirit, we see that one of the, the fruits is what? Meekness, which is humility. You know, we need to be humble, amen, and keep that humble spirit. God has supreme authority over us. He determined our eternal future. Isaiah twenty nine sixteen in the New International Version put it this way. New International Version. New International Version. Amen. Puts it this way. Isaiah 29, 16. How foolish can you be? He is the potter, and he is certainly greater than you, the clay. Should the created thing say to the one who made it, he didn't make me? Does a jar ever say the potter who made me is stupid? Yeah. That's the New International Version of that, that verse. You know, think about that. Does a jar ever say, the potter who made me is stupid? No. Amen. So we don't want to elevate ourselves. Amen. We don't want to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We need to focus more on God because God is greater than all. Amen. We need to take a Bible study. We need to... Look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. And being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the word, so your deeds 
will be blessed. And when you look in the Word of God and you can see examples of what happens when men got prideful. And the Bible tells us that the things that was written before was written for our example. That we through patience and comfort of the Scripture, amen, might find hope. Amen. So we need to pray and we need to ask God to reveal to us more clearly the things that are in our lives that are not like Him. Amen. He wants us to be humble. He wants us to be like Him, not to elevate ourselves like Satan does. Amen. That's what the world does. That's what the world is pushing, a continual push to to be, you know, yourself, they say. Oh, just be yourself, you know. Be look good, do good, everything to push that pride agenda. Amen. So we have to revise our false beliefs. God wants his people to be living example of his love to other. He wants you to be an example of his love to others. Yet pride is the single greatest obstacle to loving people. Pride is the single greatest obstacle to loving people. Amen. And we are called to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. So we have to reflect on our own attitude. And we talked a couple of months ago about attitudes. And so we have to look at our attitude. Is there something that I feel like I'm better than somebody else, that I don't love people that don't look like me or don't live like me? Is there something preventing me? You know, Jesus had need to go through Samaria. We know in Scripture there was a vision between the Jews and the Samaritans. But yet he was willing. You know, he was accused of even going to publicans and sinners. Amen. He humbled himself. You know, Jesus even told the religious, he says, it's not the well that need the doctor. You know, it's the, the sick. So we have to realize we have to humble ourselves. We have to keep ourselves a base so that when God speaks to us and he put people in our pathway and he send people, us to people, we are willing to go without being prideful and think, I'm better than you. You know, it, 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 the, we can look at our world today, you know, and, you know, I, I was telling my wife the other day at the, you know, we was uh, at the service and. You know, and I said, you know, I, I got to check my attitude. I says because I'm starting to get critical. You know, I says, I'm starting to see in people how they're dressing, how they're looking in the world. And I'm starting to feel like I'm better than they are. You know, I said, I need to check my attitude. I said, because I need to realize they don't know God. You know, I know God. So I'm expected to look a different way. I'm expected to act a different way. They don't know God. That's why they are doing what they are doing. So I've got to stay a base and I've got to be a servant so I can go to them and share the truth of God's love with them in humility state. And hopefully that someone will hear what I'm saying and bring them out of darkness unto the marvelous light. So I have to not think myself now higher than somebody else. 
I, I can look at the media and see all this foolishness that's going on, you know, and be critical. Uh, I can stop and say, there's a whole bunch of people that don't know God. Even Jesus tell us, lift up our eyes and look on the harvest field. It's white already to be harvest. Amen. So we have to keep that, that attitude, amen, together. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 in the New Living Translation says, What gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? What do you have God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, what boast is though it's not a gift? Think about it. Huh? You didn't get enough to do that. It was a gift from God. Amen. And so, who am I to boast? I should be thankful. <laughs> I should be praising Him. Magnifying Him. Amen. This is what God wants. Amen. We should not, amen, think that we're indispensable. You know, we should never think that we are indispensable. Even George Patton says, if you think you're indispensable, you ain't. <laughs> Amen. You know, we're all indispensable. You know, God can jerk the rug out anytime he so desires. You know, how many people you know that status in life and stuff, you know, and all of a sudden they're all prideful. And the next thing you know, whoo, they get fired or the rug is gone, man. Next thing you know, they, they, they humble real quick, you know. And so we're not indispensable. Romans 12, 3 says, By the grace given me, new, nearly inspired version again, By the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Amen. Notice, I'm, that's King James. I'm reading the nearly inspired version, New International Version. Amen. So, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather be sober. You know, condense, condense. You know, Peter even tells us if we humble ourselves, God will exalt us in due time or due season. God, God will pick you up. Amen. He will bring you to where he wants you to be. Number three, do you think that your accomplishments and positions entitle you to special favors? Do you think your accomplishment and positions entitle you to special favors? Some people do. They think because they have certain education abilities. They think because they have certain degrees that they're entitled to certain special positions in life. You know, and a lot of kids are finding out today that that is not the case. You can come out of Harvard. You can come out of Yale. You can come out of what used to be prestigious colleges at one time with a Ph.D. and go land yourself a good job. But now, you know, companies want to know what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. you know? And they, they don't really, a lot of places, you know, don't don't want to hire you long term because they don't want to have to pay you retirement and disabilities when it's all over. So they don't they are not too interested about your degree. See? So we should not think that our accomplishments and positions 
entitle us to some special favor. But that's what the world is pushing. You know, that you get this degree, you do that, then you're going to be more competitive and you're going to get this position and you can do that. Well, it doesn't work that way anymore. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-seven says, It is not good to eat much honey. I love honey. <laughs> Have some just about every day. Amen. And it's not good to seek honor of yourself. Thank you. King James says, so for a man to search out his own glory. You know, in other words, you get people to praise you. You're out there looking for people to come and praise you. A lot of politicians do that. You go down there and get me a crowd, man. You know, think about it. You know, entertainers, they want people to praise them, you know. You know, get give out a few tickets, you know, so that people can come in and praise me, you know, and stuff. Don't you know who I am? You know, I I, I can remember the temptations, you know, and I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary on, on them. Back in the '60s, they was a very popular group, and uh, and in the documentary, David Ruffin, who was one of the one of the lead singers for The Temptation, his thing, he just let pride, the whole thing is about pride, the group's pride, how they just got pride for all of them, thought they was better than others. And so he says, you know, I'm going to be known as David Ruffin in The Temptations. You know, and, and, and they, they, his pride got in the way. And, you know, and what happened? You know, somebody killed him. You know, but all of them, when you look at that documentary, every one of them died for, for some reason because of pride. The whole thing is all about pride. Uh, one guy, the owner, the guy that started the group, had told him from the beginning, you're not going to be bigger. No, no one's going to be bigger than any other person. And so when they started letting pride come in, he started pushing them out of the group, you know, because he, he was the guy that started the group. and. And all of them today is dead but him, the guy that started the group. And he's, he's still living in Detroit, you know. So, but pride will, will sneak in. And, and, you know, just because you have some good position or you can sing good or, or whatever, that will promote you to some special position. I've had people come to the church and I'll be talking to them about the church. And, you know, the first thing they'll, oh, I can sing good. I can <laughs> See, okay, you know, <laughs> all right, but they do, you know. Oh, I can play the drums. I can play. I can do this. I can do this. You know, really, okay. It doesn't work that way. See, but they just because they think they have that talent and ability, it gives them some special, you know, privilege or something. But it, no, 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 no. Amen. Praise God. All scriptures to inform our views of ourselves, we should take to heart. We should take them to heart. Amen. When we're studying the word of God. You know, repentance is a constant reminder of us that we are allowing sin to get into our lives through pride. And we're not careful. Amen. Because one of the hardest things for a person with pride to do is to admit they are wrong. See? If you notice people with pride, 
they will never take responsibility when something goes wrong. It was always somebody else's fault. They, them, those. You know, so you see, and so therefore, we in the church must have an attitude of repentance. Amen. When we pray, when we seek God, amen, we want to make sure that we are not allowing our attitude and our hearts to be over-sufficient with pride in our lives. We want to make sure that we keep ourselves humble at all times. Amen. Defend against spiritual attacks. Pride is easy to slip back into after we repent. We can repent if we're not careful. We can allow pride to slip right, bring us right back in to that same old stage that we was before. And that is not of God. Amen. We need to stay humble in all that we do. The value of the world systems are turned totally upside down, including promoting pride as a positive thing. The world system give us messages like, you should think highly of yourself. And try to keep yourselves in the spotlight. Amen. You should think better of yourself than that. You know, keep yourself humble. Your flesh craves the good feeling it gets when somebody inflates your ego. You know, it it is. And I can tell you as a minister, sometimes, you know, you do have to keep yourself humble. You have to keep yourself a base, you know. Because people do. I mean, people, they come and say things to you that if you're not in tune with God, you can just go, whoop. Your ego can just fly right off the charts. You know, I tell people all the time, it's not I, but him. You know, it's him. (laughs) And I will always give him the glory and honor. It's not I, but Christ. Amen. That's what Paul says. That's my attitude that I want to have. Amen. Because I don't want the world to elevate me on any circumstance or platform. Amen. I want to keep myself humble because I know what it feels like to get the rug jerked out from under you. And I ain't going through that again. You know. And so, so many people. Amen. We got to keep ourselves a base. Amen. We have to flee temptation. You will never fully be able to escape temptation to be pride. To be proud. Amen. It's one of those temptations that is always going to be there. But you can significantly reduce these temptations and thus improve your chances of remaining free of pride if you will take specific steps to avoid temptation. Number one, focus on your relationship with God. You've got to cement your relationship with God. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and I am known of them. You have got to build your relationship with him. You want to stay focused. Paul said to the church at Colossus, he says, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. You as a born-again believer should be growing in the knowledge and the understanding of God. You should have your relationship as a marriage between you and Jesus Christ. Amen. You should be able to lean on his heart uh, a bosom like John did. Amen. Stay focused. Amen. Strengthen your devotion life. If you don't have a solid prayer life, if you don't have a solid reading the Word of God, you know, worshiping God, you know, time that you just got you and God should be every day to cement your relationship with Him and pray so that you don't allow 
that pride to get into your life. Amen. You want to stay humble. You want God to, to keep you humble. And if you, you build your relationship with God, believe me, you'll stay humble. Because you'll realize that he's the greatest. Amen. He's the greatest. And as a result of that, it will keep you a base. Amen. Latch on to God's promises. What has God promised you? Search the scriptures for truth about pride and humility. Then memorize those verses that you think can best help you to resist pride. Think about those scriptures when you read them and look at them, you know, so that you have them in mind. So that every time you start feeling that urge of pride, that word comes back to you. It regurgitates back to your mind so that you will not lift yourself and elevate yourself higher than what you ought to be. Amen. Recall these verses whenever temptation arises. Amen. Here's Matthew 18:4. Jesus says, Anyone who becomes as humble as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, humble yourself. Amen. As a child. Don't elevate yourself. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you in due time. Amen. Establish safeguards around you. Make changes in your lifestyle that reduce temptations to be prideful. You know. Be bold. Be creative. So that you don't allow your lifestyle to cause you to be prideful. Our world today is is pushing, you know, pride. You get a GQ magazine, what do you see? And most of you probably don't have seen a GQ magazine. But if you look at most magazines, the cover of men and women is designed to make you to become prideful. You know, with men, you see the thing of, of, the, of the goatees and the, the oh, different kind of facial mustaches, the different kind of facial hairstyles uh, and things. And a lot of the young men and a lot of the old men are starting to follow that pattern. You know, even some of the women, if you notice, you know, the push of makeup, the push of, of jewelry, the push of all this stuff is designed to say you should be look better than what you are. See, that's what it's all about, is, is to push the pride envelope. And so, therefore, we need to change our lifestyles. Remember, we are children of the Most High God. Amen. Our goal is to please one person, Him. Him is who I'm looking to please. Amen. So, we need to humble ourselves. Amen. If we think that we're high and lifted up and lofty, one of the places you need to go is go to a soup kitchen. Go serve some soup. Or go to the nursing home and sing with us sometime on, on Sunday afternoons. And watch and see. Don't it, don't it humble you a little bit when you, know, when you see some of those folks? Amen. You know, we, we, we just don't know. You know, to, as James says, you don't know what tomorrow holds. You know, I don't, you know, right now I'm standing here teaching you. The next 10 minutes, I don't know where I would be. You know, 
None of us do. That's right. And so that's what I'm saying. You know, we have to, to make sure that we do not allow pride to push us to some status of where we think we are something. You know, you know in Daniel, you know, when, when Belshazzar, you know, when the hen came out in, in the book of Daniel and wrote on the wall, many, many Tekla Parsons. Because, you know, they had lift themselves up. They was drinking from the goblets, from the, from the house of God, the te- temple of God. It wasn't supposed to be. And he was having a good time and party, you know. And then when he saw that hand come out and writ, wrote on the wall, you know, his knees started shaking, you know. And he was trying to figure it out. When Daniel told him what it was, you know, he says, you, you knew. Because you knew what God did to your father. You knew. But yet you still chose to... To go this route. And he says, you know, and he explained to him, he says, God has weighed you in the balance, man, and you found wanting. Your scales ain't tipping in your favor here. You know, and that night he died. You know, and Jesus even tells the parable about the man who, whose ground brought forth plenty. You know, and the man says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull down my old barns. I'm build up new barns. And I'm going to lay back and take it easy. And say, so you've got it made. I'm paraphrasing here. But then what the Lord said, tonight your soul is required of you. And then who shall all these things be? You know, God has a way. Even, even when you look at Hezekiah, you know, he sent Isaiah to Hezekiah. You know, it says, go tell him to set his house in order for he should not live but die. You know, amen. He repents, you know, but he, he had 15 more years, but he had to wake him up, you know, because he was headed out. And that's why you look at, even with King Saul, you see how, you know, he let pride get into his life. It is so, so easy if we're not careful. We've got to set up some guards around us. Amen. We need mentors, brothers and sisters. We need men and women of God that we can trust and put confidence in. Amen. To tell us when we are wrong, when, you know, and don't be afraid to say, hey, if you think I'm prideful, if you think I'm doing wrong, tell me, you know, I would rather you tell me, you know, so I can get it right than to have God jerk the rug out from under me, you know, so we have to to make sure we control our pride. Amen. We need to expect victory in our walk with God. Do not focus on your failures of the past, but rather focus on God's ability to give you lasting victory over your pride. Amen. Believe that He will implant a more humble attitude in your heart for good and give Him the praise in advance. Amen. This is what we are trying to accomplish in our walk with God. Amen. So maintain a state of humility. Luke eighteen ten through 14 says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men's an extortioner, unjust idolater, or even as his publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not so much as lifted up his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, and God be merciful unto me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself 
shall be exalted. Humility is a modesty of a low view of one's own importance. It's having modesty, humbleness, meekness, difference, unassertiveness, like a pride, like a vanity, submissive in your life. We have to learn to submit. Submission. Amen. Do you ever notice the Bible never tell you to surrender? You know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, just surrender, just surrender. The Bible never tells you to surrender. It says submit. See, because in the military, if you surrender, you know what you got to do? You got to find a place of escape. They tell you in the military, if you, if you ever capture, you escape. <laughs> and so if I surrender, now I got to find a way of escape. Amen. But if I submit, then I'm going to want to be under submission say, to the Lord. I want to be a love slave to God. Amen. You know, in the Old Testament, when if the slave decided he wanted to stay with the Lord, I might preach this someday, being a, being a love slave, you know, and stuff. If he loved his master, then therefore they put a hole in his ear. Put him up, took an all like an app and put a hole in his ear, and he was a slave forever. Amen. We need to be love slaves to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Keep ourselves humble. Love him. Build our relationship with him. James says, but he give it more grace. Wherefore, he, he said, God resists the proud, but he give grace to the humble. Amen. Amen. So our attitude of humility over pride, and that's why God gives us humility. And he gives us an example and throughout scriptures of humility, so that we can pattern our lives after these things. Amen. That's why we're constantly reminded in the Word of God to be a doer of God's Word and not a hearer only. See? So if God tells us to be humble, then we must be humble. Amen. We don't want, you know... You know, there's nothing wrong with having a better house. There's nothing wrong with having a better car. There's nothing wrong with having better clothes. There's nothing wrong with having a better degree. None of this thing. But we must always remember we got to be humble with what we have. Some people get a brand new car, and what do they do? They want to show it off. Look what I got. Prideful. You know? You know? (laughs) Yeah, telephone pole. But we want to say everything you get, you know, be humble. Be humble. Be thankful. That's what Peter says, you know, and Paul says in everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because pride will always raise his ugly head, you know, and try its best to pull you down. Amen. Let's take another test here. Yay or nay. Do you spend more time thinking about yourself than about God and other people? Question. Do you spend more time thinking about yourself than about God or about other people? Huh? Nay? Okay, okay, okay. Amen. But some people do think more about themselves than God, uh, about other people. 
saved. If we keep God first and other people, then it will help us to stay humble. Remember, we are called to the Great Commission, right? Go you therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. That means we are concerned about God and we're concerned about his people. Amen. You see, and so therefore we want to reach out. We want to do everything. Amen. To make sure it's all about God. Amen. Because this world is not our home. We're just passing through. Amen. We're going to a better place. And so I want to labor in his vineyard. Amen. As the song says, Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. Surely there's work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. Though the cost be great, I'll work for you. Amen. And this is the attitude. We don't want to think more of ourselves than we do God and others. God must always be first and then others. Amen. And then us. Amen. We want to bring others in to know him. Amen. And if I got pride, I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Amen. I'll, I'll shun people. I'll reject people. I'll be in church. I don't want people to sit next to me. You know, all of these things. You know, sometimes people may come. They may be stinking, smelling like alcohol, whatever. But if you have a humble spirit, Believe me, you will pray with them, you will hug them, you will share with them the love of God. You know, just think about when Jesus came by that leprosy, leper colony, you know, and those ten lepers was there. You know, everybody else rejected him. And what did he do? He just walked right up to him, and the guy says, Lord, if you will, you can heal us. And Jesus says, I will. And he touched him. You know? Think about it. Can you imagine what the crowd did when he went to those lepers? Ah! You know? And that's the same way. You know? You know, that's what I'm saying. When we, when we think about people, you know, more than ourselves, then that's why, you know, when we go to the nursing homes and, and, and share, you know, help feed a, a, somebody that is sitting there or help, you know, push someone around, you know, uh, that that helps to keep us, you know, a base. You know, remember what Jesus says, you know, I was sick and you came to me. I was in prison and you visited me. Naked and you clothed me. And he says, Lord, you know, when do, we, when do we do all this? When you did it unto the least of these, my brother, you've done it unto me. But if we don't do that, what did he say? You didn't do it, so depart from me. You know, you that work at the Nicholas, I knew you not. That story is designed to teach us humility. And to don't let pride get into our hearts. Amen. Number two, do you make yourselves the center of most conversations? Do you make yourself the center of most conversations? When you're in a conversation, is it all about you? Is it all about your accomplishments? Is it all about what you've done? Is it? 
Amen. Let somebody else have center stage. <laughs> you, know, you know, your conversations should not be all about what you've done. Me, 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 me. That's toning your voice to sing a song, right? <laughs> Go, you, 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 you. <laughs> Amen. I, I, we should not be the center of the conversation. You know, you don't need to get one up on me. <laughs> I don't need to get one up on you. <laughs> you know, think about it. You know, I, I've seen a lot of guys, you know, do that. You know, some guys telling me, you know, what happened, man, I did, we did this, I did that, you know. No, no. Number three. Do you compare yourself with others often, judging yourself favorably? Do you compare yourself with others often? That's what happened with the, the, the Pharisee in the temple, remember? He says, I'm thankful I'm not like this publican. I fast often, I give often, you know. I'm thankful. Jesus said the publican just smoked his breath and said, God, forgive me, a sinner. He says, that one went down justified. Amen. Number four, do you take credit for your own looks, intelligence, or abilities? Do you take credit for your own looks, your intelligence, or abilities? Some people do, you know. Oh, look at my kid. Look how I look. Look how I look. Look how smart I am. I got all A's. You know, I'm smarter than you. You're a dummy. You know, think about it. You know, how many times have you heard kids say that in class about other kids? Oh, you're such a dummy. You know, in other words, they're saying I'm smarter than you. That's about my intelligence and my abilities. Amen. So that's just a couple of questions, amen, that will help us, you know, bring our pride under subjection, amen, so that we do not keep ourselves up but a base and servants of the Lord, amen. Are you struggling with any form of pride in your life? Are you struggling with any form of pride in your life? So we are taught to be humble. Number three, take your eyes off yourself. Take your eyes off yourself. John 8, 1 and 2. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down, and he taught them. In our quest to be the best, we tend to leave others behind. We do not consider them. Rather than having a relentless obsession with our own selves, we should make our goals to improve someone else. Abraham Lincoln says, when you reach the top, turn around and help someone else up. Amen. This is, will help us to keep ourselves abased. Galatians 6, 1 through 3 says, Brethren, if a man be taken, overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such 
and one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also should be tempted. Bear you one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceived him own self. Amen. If you think you're something, you're going to deceive yourself. Because in this world, there's always someone better. And so therefore, if you elevate yourself, then you're going to think you're better than someone else. And as a result, that's when pride get in the way. And that's when pride will bring you down. Amen. We should all be looking. Who are you mentoring? Who are you trying to make better than you? Amen. Who can, when one day, look back and say, you know, this individual, you know, will say about you that you helped them become what he is today. Sometimes at funerals and things, you hear people talk about what individuals did for them in their lives to, to help them to get where they are in, in their lives today. And I think that should be the attitude, you know, of every born-again believer you know, we should be willing to lay ourselves aside to be able to help other people to become what God desires of them to be. We should be pouring ourselves. I think, you know, in Sunday school, Sunday school teachers, you know, pouring themselves into children, you know, outreach teams, ushers, everybody, you know, doing things to, to enhance the kingdom of God and to help people to become what God desired them to do. Can you imagine Paul you know, if you stop and think, you know, we only read a little bit about Paul in the epistles, but think about the number of people he probably impact on his for him for the kingdom of God, and because he was willing to humble himself, to be beaten, to be ridiculed, to be persecuted, you know, and even give his life for the kingdom of God. But look how many people he impacted. He's still impacting you and I today. You know, through the letters that he wrote, amen, in his life, how he infected uh, uh, others. You know, and that's what you want to do. You want a life of humility that will affect other people, your family, your children, amen. It doesn't mean you let people walk all over you, but it means that you're willing to serve. You're willing to help. You're willing to do what God is asking of you to do so that the kingdom of God can advance, amen. God has your best interest at heart, amen, and he desires you to be what he desires you to be, and that's to be a humble servant, amen, because you are my servant, said the Lord, that I have chosen, that you may know and believe that I am he, amen. And so when we humble ourselves, when we keep ourselves abased, amen, God will pick us up, amen. That's the way you want to be picked up. It's through God. Even promotions, what does the Lord say in his word? It doesn't come from the north. It doesn't come from the south. It doesn't come from the east. God is the judge. He put it down one and he puts up another. Amen. God will elevate you as due time if you keep yourself humble. Amen. I can't stress this enough. I keep saying it over and over and over again because the world is pushing nothing but pride. And we, as born-again believers, have got to get in this habit of keeping ourselves abase, keeping ourselves humble before God, building that, that, that fruit. Amen. As we add to our faith, you know, we have got to practice to make sure that we're so close in our relationship with God that 
we don't allow the enemy to come through a breach, you know, because of my position or my wealth or what I have that caused me to stumble and caused me to fall. Amen. Because it is so easy. It is so easy to allow it to come in subtle. And that's how Satan operates. It's subtle. The same way he tried to convince, he convinced Eve that she was going to be a god. That she was missing out on something. You know, how could you be missing out on something when you got the whole garden? <laughs> you know, you got everything. It's yours. You know, but yet she chose to go against the one thing that God says don't do. And as a result, the consequences was, was horrendous. You know, so many, so many. Amen. Pride, 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 pride. Amen. Whoa. So let me let me encourage you, as I said at the onset tonight, you know, when you're studying your word of God, think about the scriptures that you come across. And Proverbs is a good place to read because you find a lot of scriptures about pride and, and Proverbs, you know. And when you come across these scriptures, highlight them and, and try to memorize them so that when you, you, you start feeling yourself sometime, maybe you feel like you're the attraction of attention. Somebody is trying to put you on a pedestal or whatever. It'll help you to keep yourself in a humble state so that you do not allow the enemy to set you up on a pedestal to where the rug gets pulled out from under you. Amen? Good. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. Don't forget this Friday night we're going to be praying uh, for our Church on the Ground Sunday, 6 o'clock. So you can be here, be here. Amen. Don't forget Sunday morning. I think Sister DeMuth has already talked to everybody here and Brother DeMuth about our Church on the Grounds on Sunday. We're excited about what God is going to do. Amen. And this venue this year again. Amen. And I want to thank everybody in advance, amen, for being a part and helping to make it a, a great time, amen, for our community and for our church family as well. Amen. So looking forward to Brother and Sister Caskey being with us. And then the following Sunday, we have our bishop, Brother and Sister Putnam, will be here with us in service. He'll be ministering for us. Amen. So you don't want to miss that. I want to get the word out about that as well. Amen. Praise God. Is there anything else? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So, amen. Pray every day. Amen. Okay. Amen.